Hey, this is Matt Frazier, and here I am again today with Ben Benoulis for another episode of No Meat Athlete Radio. And today we've got a really special guest. Um, he's been a friend of mine for a little while now. Needs almost no introduction here, I think, um, for our audience, but I'm going to give him one anyway. He's uh, pretty much the authority on, on plant-based sports nutrition. He's former pro Ironman triathlete, the author of several books, um, Thrive, Thrive Fitness, Thrive Foods, formulator of Vega products, and I'm sure you all know who he is now. It's Brendan Brazier. So, Brendan, thank you so much for uh, being here with us and uh, giving us the chance to ask you some questions. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Yeah, no problem. So it sounds like you've been keeping really busy recently. I mean, with all the with all the new stuff. I know there was there was Thrive Foods that came out like at the end of the summer or something, and then uh, then all of a sudden it was the new Vega Sport line, which uh, I haven't yet written about, but I have have tried it and uh, a lot of good things to say about that. And now this this Thrive Foods Direct, where you're actually shipping foods directly to people, like prepared meals. Um, so you know we'll get into all that stuff, and then hopefully just kind of be able to talk about some other advice that maybe people who, who, you know, just can't afford all that or can only afford part of that, like Vegas sports system, like what, what they might be able to do um, that is sort of a cheaper alternative at home and, and things that just kind of alternatives to uh, to buying things necessarily. So anyway, let's start with um, with Vegas sport. And it's, for those who don't know, um, it's it's a sports nutrition line, Vega. And uh, for a while I've used the Vegas sport uh, performance optimizer, which is like the pre-workout drink. Anyway, he, he expanded that line into this um, big line of, of products that's kind of a sequence that you take throughout your workout. So, Brennan, can you just kind of give us the the basics of that? Because it's, it's a lot, you know, to, to explain. Sure. Yeah, I was getting asked all the time, as uh, you probably do too, Matt, just what do you eat and when do you eat it? Uh, as far as training goes and, and racing and competing, uh, that was the big question. You know, the big question used to be where do you get your protein, and people are kind of figuring that out now. So now it's when do you eat and what do you eat um, before, during, and after a workout. And what a lot of people don't realize is that it really matters when you eat things. The timing is huge. You know, protein, for example, is perfectly good, but you wouldn't want to have protein right before a workout because your body uses carbs for energy. So if you eat protein, which is for rebuilding and repairing before a workout, your body then has to convert that into carbs, and that takes work, and it takes energy, and it takes it from you, and it slows you down. And uh, I, I wanted to do a system that was really simple, it was straightforward, and people would get it right away, and they would know how to use it. So it's even color-coded. We've got an orange before, uh, we've got red for during, we have blue after. So we've got prepare, sustain, recover. And there are seven products in all. In the whole system, there's the pre-workout energizer that you you briefly mentioned. It used to be called Performance Optimizer, but we changed the package and changed it to pre-workout energizer to make it part of the system and to help people understand what it was because you know it's a little more straightforward call, calling it a pre-workout energizer. So there's that, and then there's three different ones for during, and this is going to depend on the length of your workout and what you're trying to achieve, too, and what type of workout. Is it a strength workout or is it an endurance workout? With endurance, you need more fuel. You need more carbs. So there's energy gels, which I've wanted to do for for seven or eight years now, since day one of Vega, basically. And some of you may know I have some recipes for gel in my, my book. 
and I wanted to bring those out um, as, as a product, too. So that's what we did. So we've got energy gels that digest very easily, all natural. Everything's in line with the bag of philosophy. So high net gain nutrition, no soy, no yeast, no gluten. Obviously, it's all plant-based. Um, and then another sustained one we have for that segment is uh, called the Endurance Bar. And this is somewhat interchangeable with the gel, depending on the length and intensity of your workout. So, for example, if you're doing a 90-minute run that's, you know, fairly brisk, you may not want a bar. You may not want to eat something that heavy and you just have the gel, whereas if you're doing a four-hour bike ride, a gel's probably not going to be enough. You're going to want a bar and you don't mind something that's slightly heavier. And then we have the hydrator, which is pure electrolytes. There's no fuel source in there. There's no sugar. Uh, not that sugar is a bad thing. Sugar is actually good during a workout because you burn it as fuel. But my intent with leaving sugar out of this was to have it um, be that you can drink at any time because minerals, uh, obviously, you sweat them out. And you want to have them before, uh, during, and after a workout. So you can just sit at your desk um, and hydrate and not be taking sugar. Just have the, the pure electrolytes. Uh, and then there's Recover. So there's three products for that as well. There's the bar, the protein bar, that has 15 grams of protein from hemp, pea protein, rice protein, um, savvy seed protein, which is very high in tryptophan. The idea of that is that it also helps you mentally recover. A lot of the time, uh, people feel worn out and tired, and they don't feel like um, going swimming another lap. They're, they're physically recovered well enough to do it, but they just can't stand the thought of going back to the gym or getting on their bike again. So that's no good. You want people to feel good and uh, approach training um, because they want to be doing it. So tryptophan really helps with that, too, just get that... Uh, get the, the serotonin flowing and helps you feel good. So that's part of the recovery process, too. So it's the part of our recovery formula in, uh, in the bars. Also, the protein, the performance protein, we call it. Same kind of thing as the bar in terms of protein matrix and, and how, it's, um, how they all complement one another. And then there's also a recovery accelerator, which is, is um, a very unique product. You take that right after a workout, so immediately within 10 minutes. It's got a 4 to 1 carb to protein ratio. So it helps restock muscle glycogen and helps the repair process too. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it helps the repair process of the muscles as well. And it has um, immune boosting qualities too so that your immune system doesn't dip right after a workout, which is common. A lot of people get sick right after a big hard workout. It's not just bad luck as I found it used to be. It's just it actually is that your immune system's dipping. So it has that. It has... Um, some plant-based glucosamine in there to help with soft tissue repair. Um, it has maca to help with adrenal repair, too. So if you work out late at night and you're all wired, uh, it helps bring down cortisol so you can still sleep. So things like that that uh, Recovery Accelerator address. So that's the whole as a system are those seven products. But you definitely don't have to take them all for, for every workout. It's, um, it's, you just kind of pick and choose based on, on your goals and, and the length and duration or length and intensity of your workouts. Yeah, and that was that was actually my question. Is like, I mean, I think it's a fantastic system, and and I loved like the gel. I loved that. I think the first ingredient there was was dates, and everything else was just all these natural things, which which was awesome. And then like um, the coconut the coconut chocolate bar. I mean, that was delicious. It was just a really really good system of products. But I can't imagine using all seven for every workout, like you just mentioned, um, just because not to mention the expense, but but even. Um, just, just the effort of, of kind of going through that for for every forty five minute run I would do. So that's what I wanted to like. How how can people 
pick and choose? Like, what would you recommend for for just a shorter run versus a longer run? Like, of of those products, or even like if someone was just going to make their own stuff, like what what do they need to focus on in those different distances? Yeah, for sure, and definitely a good question. And that's what we want to do is have a system that was complete enough that you could use for adventure racing and Ironman training and all that. So absolutely, for a 45-minute run, I would say um, pre-workout energizer to fuel your system, get yourself uh, ready to to go, make sure your muscles have enough glycogen so you're burning uh, carbohydrate, you're not going to be burning uh, muscle, so you're not going to, you know, get get frail um, from from actually cannibalizing muscle. And then depending on, and I'll use that 45-minute run as an example, depending on how hot it is out, um, you may not need anything. I mean, for 45-minute run, unless it's extremely hot, I don't drink anything. I just, and I don't take in any carbs during it either because you just, you don't, you don't need it. Now, I will mention this though, and I'll get back to the 45-minute run as an example in a minute, but as you get fitter, you require less fuel. And it's just efficiency. As it's just a, a byproduct of becoming more efficient, you think, uh, you know, part of, of training helps your body burn carbs more efficiently, so therefore less over the same distance. So the top marathoners in the world who run 205, they just drink electrolyte formula. They don't even take in any carbs because they're so efficient. Whereas wow. someone who runs his or her first marathon you know, by the midway point may have like 15 gels because they're burning through carbs so quickly because they're inefficient because they're not fit enough yet to be efficient. That's a pretty big thing to be aware of as well. 45-minute run, depending on if it's just an easy run, you're not really girding yourself super hard. Uh, After, I would say, you know, you could just have have some juice, something that has a bit of carbohydrate to get back in there. And then, um, you know, you could have some of the protein or a protein bar a little bit later. And that's really all you need for something like that. Um, whereas, like I say, obviously, if it's, you know, uh, some really long Ironman training session, then, yeah, you may use uh, the whole system or at least more of it. Gotcha. Yeah, and I thought it was funny. that I think you told me a while ago that you were, like, giving some presentations and you, you were telling people you probably don't need all this stuff if you're working out less than an hour a day. And uh, and that that it made everybody want to buy it then, like that all of a sudden everyone wanted it. It's so true, and, and I'll say that, and I'm being completely honest when I say this to these people who come to the talks, and they'll they'll tell me their workout routine, and sometimes I'll say I don't think you really need any of this, you know, and, and that it almost insults them. Like I feel kind of bad, but it's like you, you know if you just you know three times a week you walk your dog or whatever, you really don't need this. Like we're really clear, this is sport. It's for people who are active. If you don't work out an hour or more a day, you probably don't need it. So, but yeah, it's exactly what happens is when you, you say that, then of course they they want to buy more of it. So I I don't know. It's just I guess that's just human nature. No one wants to say they don't work out a lot. I guess is what it boils down. <laughs> right. right, right. Okay, Brennan. So the the next thing I wanted to ask was, I know a lot of people don't fuel workouts really well, and they just eat whatever they have around. Um, or they don't eat anything at all, and and that's that's not very good. Um, I mean, in almost any case. But I think I think a lot of it is just sort of people don't want to put in the effort, and maybe maybe I mean many many people do, but some people just kind of overwhelmed, don't know where to start. Um, I'll show them like a a recipe, and they'll say, well, I don't I don't want to go try to find coconut water and um, dulcet powder or, or whatever else. Like, what's if you think along like the eighty twenty rule kind of thing, where you you put in twenty percent of the effort and you get 80% of the results from, from that initial small effort, what can someone do like if they want to make a workout drink or just have food during their run? Like, What, what, what would be a really simple thing people can do? 
I think definitely making sure you are well fueled is is important because what will happen is some people, especially people trying to lose weight, is they'll go out for a workout and not eat anything or have any kind of carbohydrate fuel source in their system for hours before, and then they're they'll get tired prematurely in the workout, and then they won't be able to work out as much or as intensely, so therefore they're not going to shed the pounds as quickly as they want because they're not feeling themselves properly to be able to work out hard enough to do that. So that's that's a mistake. And also not eating right away after a workout, too, I think is, is something that people do wrong. Again, coming back, people trying to lose some weight, is they'll go for hours and hours of not eating right after the workout, and then, um, you know, then they don't feel themselves for repair and recovery well enough, and then they are sore and, and stiff later, and then they can't work out as much, and then they, they don't lose the weight. So that's one kind of general thing. But I think, I think you know, even just having some juice, have half apple juice, half water, if, if you want, right before a workout, and at least that's some, some sugar, which is, is carbohydrate, which your body burns for fuel. So even just that before a run is better than nothing, or even just a date or half a date or uh, half a banana, something that is sugar-based and digests easily. And you don't want a lot of starch right before a workout because then your body has to digest it uh, and it takes longer and it converts it into sugar anyway. So why not just eat the sugar? Just make sure you get a good source of sugar like the uh, the fruit that I just mentioned. So just knowing those things and knowing the timing is important. Again, make sure that you have more of the protein after. So even just a handful of almonds or, or something that has some protein in it, um, even even just some greens, you know, it's you probably want something that's a little more dense than that, but uh, something with with some protein um, is, is going to be important after too. Yeah, and I, I would say I definitely take the the lazy approach with uh, things like dates, just because um, they're mostly glucose, which your body doesn't even need to break down; it can actually absorb it like under your tongue and uh, in your stomach, and so it definitely is direct energy. And um, I'll do something like uh, just banana blended up in some water as a sports drink or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff is great. And yeah, as you say with dates, most of the glucose in there actually digests even in your mouth. When it combines with the saliva, it's it's pretty much digested and you start getting the energy immediately. So they're they're good for so many reasons. All right, good. So um let's shift gears a little bit and uh talk about the other thing you've been up to which is which is Thrive Foods Direct and it's something that um Came, my samples came at a perfect time because my my wife and son actually just left town, so I was thinking I'd have to uh, cook all these meals for one all weekend. And uh, then at my doorstep one day showed up four ready-made meals, so that was uh, perfect. But uh, but what it is for those who don't know is um, Brendan's new kind of um, I I don't know what even to call it. I guess it's a pre-made ready-made meal delivery system. Um, it's Brendan playing chef basically, and and uh, shipping food right to your door. So um, can you just describe that one too for us, Brendan? Sure, yeah. Again, kind of like the Vegas Sport Line, it's something I've wanted to do for so long now. And I'm sure you get this, Matt, and probably a lot of you people listening. You'll make it a really good meal for someone who's not vegetarian, not vegan, and they'll say, this is amazing. This taste is so good. I want to eat this all the time. If someone cooked for me, I would be vegan. And I, I was getting that so many times, so consistently, I thought, well, okay, I will, and I'll, I'll mail it to you. Like, how much easier can it get? So <laughs> I, my, my intention with it is to, is to help those people try a plant-based diet consistently, not just once or twice, but consistently, and actually feel the benefits. Also, 
I think um, for people who simply don't they don't have the time, they don't have the inclination, uh, they're just not people who really enjoy spending time in, in the kitchen uh, preparing food and making sure it's all complementary and all their nutrients are, are there. I think it's good for those people. Um, and I think it will just open the door to, to more people giving this a go and, and trying it. And I hear all the time, and I still hear consistently, that people started following the Thrive Diet, they started following the recipes, and they felt great but then they just couldn't keep it up due to time restrictions um, of the food prep and, and that sort of thing. Another huge motivation for me was talking with some athletes, um, NHL, NFL, cyclists, these guys who want to be vegan, and they try eating um, out the recipes out of Thrive, and they feel great, and they do that when they're at home, and some of them even have private chefs who will make whatever they want when they're at home. So they could do that and then they would get the benefits, but they would go on the road because obviously these these athletes travel a lot to play other teams and, and things like that. So as soon as they would do that, they were kind of at the mercy of the team chef, and they would just have to eat it so they couldn't keep doing uh, plant-based nutrition while they're on the road. And their performance suffered, and they knew it, and they felt it. So I was really, um, really wanting to address that. So athletes can order this, or anyone can order it, straight to their hotel room. So even if they don't get it all the time, if they just get it while they're on the road or um, or obviously for people on business trips and things like that too who may not be familiar with the city and where to get plant-based options. So those were my motivating factors for this is just really to get it to a broader group of people and, uh, and yeah, just stick with the, the drive principle, high net gain, plant-based, um, easily digestible, uh, common allergen-free whole foods, alkaline forming, of course. And, all those things that just uh, are encapsulated into this. Some are recipes directly from the books, and others are recipes made within the nutritional philosophy that aren't actually in the book, just others that I've made up and worked with the team to make up. But, uh, yeah, that's basically the, the idea of it. And it's it's all organic, too. It's all certified organic. It's all made in Industrial Kitchen in Marina del Rey, uh, which is uh, part of Los Angeles. And can be ordered anywhere in the United States. So it's vacuum sealed um, and, and shipped right away. So you get it the next day after it's made. And, um, and yeah, we're hoping to get Canada soon, but we're, we're still just in the U.S. for now. Yeah, it's a great idea, and, and the, the food was, was, has, has been just delicious. And like you said, every single ingredient on there is organic, and it's just like a vegetable. I mean, it's just it's totally great stuff. I think one thing that's important to clarify, because I was kind of um, – wasn't sure about it when I first heard about the product was that these meals aren't really the uh, aren't, nothing about these meals is raw for the most part, right? Because I mean, I noticed like things aren't, it's not like you're getting soggy, overcooked vegetables, but I was worried that it was going to be stuff that like that because you didn't want to have to freeze it or anything, that it would be, it would be food that I would have to eat at room temperature, that it wouldn't be like an actual meal that I could heat up and have like um, what quinoa pasta with ragu was, was one of them. And, and stuff like that. So that's it, an important thing, I think, and makes it much more appealing, is that these are actual hot meals you're getting shipped to, and, and they're they're delicious. It's not like – I was thinking it would be like a hummus plate or something like that and uh, just kind of room temperature stuff. Right. Yeah, no, it's good that you mentioned that too. And absolutely, yeah, we, we want to keep them so that they're also very appealing for people who are transitioning and people who want lasagna. And like you just mentioned that, that example there, and people who – uh, want meals, like want something that they would really consider a meal. Whereas, I mean, for me, you know, I, I love them too and I eat them, of course, but I, 
I'm happy with just, you know, some some quinoa and avocado and, and a salad. Like, I'm, I'm so uh-huh. basic, but a lot of people don't want that, especially people transitioning, or they want something in addition to that, which I totally get. So that was another goal of this, is to help with people um, who who are transitioning and to help vegetarians, vegans who know people, like their parents, for example, who know they could benefit from a plant-based diet but just aren't able or aren't willing to put the time in to prepare it. So this, I think, is a good solution for that, a good option. Yeah, and I especially like um, the idea of having it for travel because that's a place where, like, I could easily justify the cost. I mean, you know, let's face it, having someone else cook your food and ship it to you and and having it be actual good and healthy food um, isn't going to be the cheapest way to eat for sure. But when you're traveling, like, if I have to go out, find vegan food in in a restaurant in a place that's not exactly vegan friendly. I mean, I'm going to spend 15, 20 dollars every meal anyway just to just to go sit down and find a good meal. So that's that's one way that I could easily justify the cost. And you said like even someone like me could just have it shipped to a hotel room without being like a like a pro athlete with a special arrangement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just um you just call the number, the 1-800 number or email them, let them know where you want it and when you want it and it'll be there. And, yeah, as far as, as the cost, too, um, I can actually give you a code right now, Matt, for, for you and for, for listeners to get 20% off um, if that's an interest to anyone. It's, if you just enter, it will say promo code, you just enter BB1, and you'll get automatically 20% off. Um, and, and what I want to do with this, too, my goal is over the next year or so to get the volume up high enough so that we can get the cost down even more. So that the cost of ingredients um, at Whole Foods would really be as much as getting this. Hmm. Um, so that it's actually no more expensive to get them prepared and shipped to you than it would be just to buy the ingredients and um, and prepare it yourself. Because we get, of course, we get everything directly from the farmers, the local farmers in the Los Angeles area, and then prepare it and then ship it to you. Whereas traditionally, what happens, say lentils, as an example, there'd be a brand of lentils they'd buy from the farmer. It would go to them, go to their warehouse, they'd package it and send it to a retail location like Whole Foods. So there's an extra step there. Uh, and then obviously a retail outlet is um, it's expensive to have that, to pay the rent, to pay the employees, keep the lights on, all that stuff. So we're actually at, I think, an advantage here um, environmentally, one obviously because we skip a, ske- a step so there's not as much shipping and packaging involved. But also even economically, I, I really think that it's realistic to, to think that over the next year or so, uh, the cost will come down. So like I say, it's it's no more expensive than if you were to buy the ingredients at a retail location and make it yourself. And and that is my ultimate goal, so it's totally accessible. Yeah, that that's great. Um, I, I really hope that happens. And I think this is the type of thing to me that it seems like it really could um, just really make a lot more people try out a plant-based diet, um, maybe because they'll, they'll just try it for a week one time and then and then realize how, how good it can be. Another thing um, that I thought was interesting was that the, the ingredients, I didn't see oil listed in any of them. And uh, I found that really interesting because I know in some of your in some of your books, um, you're, you're a big fan of some of these nutritional oils, like hemp oil, maybe to some extent flaxseed oil. Um, so I wondered why, why was that not an ingredient? And was it, did it have to do with the fact that, that this kind of, Whole foods, plant-based diet that, that's eliminating extracted oils, that that's growing in popularity? Well, I, I actually, as 
as you know, I, I like oils. I, I like hemp oil, flax oil. Um, you know, we have a Vega oil product. So I'm, I'm definitely an advocate of good, high-quality organic cold-pressed oils, especially for active people. Um, it's great for fat metabolism. It's, um, it has a lot of good benefits. But, yeah, I wanted these, these meals to um, – some eventually may have a little bit of oil, but I wanted them to be customizable too. And as you mentioned, there are people who – prefer less oil for whatever reason. If maybe they're um, a cardiovascular patient recovering after a stroke or something and then, you know, wanting a little less oil. And obviously you can't take oil out, but you can always put oil in. So uh, if people want extra oil, they can they can just add it at home, um, like with salt. You know, if they want a little extra salt, we'll just add some. So that was kind of my thought there is it just makes it broader. It makes it easier to, to customize. And uh, myself, yeah, like I say, I'm still an advocate of, of oil, not a huge amount, but definitely more than, than zero, which I know some people now are advocating zero. But for me, I've always found oil uh, to be helpful, to, especially, like I say, as an athlete, for fat metabolism, for, for keeping skin um, healthy as well and, uh, and just, just feeling better, feeling as though you're not always hungry. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still kind of a fan of oils. Um... I think they just taste really good, <laughs> but uh, I also I don't know I I find that when I went vegan I had trouble. It wasn't an issue of like getting enough protein like people said. My my issue was getting enough calories, and and I found that when I am eating more oils I will tend to keep a little bit more weight on and just I think look a little bit healthier. And I think for me that's good. I guess there are other considerations than the way you look and and what that might be doing to your body, which I guess there are certainly arguments about um, what exactly. That is, but Ben, you're you're kind of a no oil guy, right? Yeah, yeah, I feel better on, on less of it for sure. And uh, you also, I know, Brendan, this brought up another question. Ben um, has he he kind of gets in, has done a lot of the eighty ten ten and and followed some of those guys and and Michael Arnstein and people like that. Um, what I was just wondering, what like what do you think your your mix is your your carbohydrate fat protein mix? I know I know you've kind of always um, in the books just sort of say like visually something will take this percentage of the plate rather than calories but any idea what what that mix is for for your diet it actually varies a bit based on on what i'm trying to achieve training wise so if i'm doing a lot of long endurance training it can be a little more fat a little more protein a lot of people don't realize that when you are in that fat burning zone you don't just burn fat you burn protein if you don't replace that you lose muscle and uh, you get quite frail that's why a lot of endurance athletes start off the season at a good healthy weight three months later uh, they're they're too light and they've lost too much strength and muscle because they literally have uh, burned their muscle for fuel. So during that type of training, I'll have a little higher protein percentage, a little higher oil, a little less carbs. Um, and then whereas when I'm training intensely for something shorter or just an intense phase of, of training, it'll be higher in carbohydrate and lower in fat and protein. So during that phase, it would be about a 70-15-15. And during the long endurance training, it would probably be a Closer to around 60, 20, 20. Maybe not quite that uh, that different, but close. Interesting. I, I didn't realize that you would that you would get up to 20% protein. That that's a lot. You know, if it's during like when when I was doing full time Ironman training, when it's common to ride six hours and run, you know, run an hour, an hour and a quarter after, um, all having done, you know, a a three mile or two and a half mile swim workout that morning. You know, it's, you're just in that kind of slow burn kind of phase. So you're always, um, your body is just constantly burning fuel at a low level. Your heart rate is never really high.
high enough to burn carbs, but it just it, it just cuts through fat and uh, and protein. And I I just found that I got too light if I if I didn't, and my my strength to weight ratio would drop off. I found too, and so yeah, performance would decline. But I don't do that now because I'm not doing that type of of training. But um, yeah, that that is about what it would be when I was. Brendan, just curious, what uh, what kind of training do you do these days? No, you're not pro, but I'm sure you still are very active. Yeah, I get out for a run or ride uh, pretty much every day and get to the gym probably four times a week as well. And When I'm at home, I do quite a bit more cycling. I live in the hilly area, and the cycling is amazing, so I, I really take advantage of that. So I'll ride for usually two hours. I don't do much over that because it is hilly, and I do it a little more intense, and I just don't find riding over two hours is really uh, necessary right now for me. And then running, um, I run, I'll average probably 90 minutes, uh, well, 75 to 90 minutes per run, uh, kind of a mix of, of hilly and flat and intense and not as intense. So it's kind of all over the place. It's really just what I feel like doing. For me, most of it is, is mental now more so than the physical benefits. They're just kind of a nice byproduct, but it's more just to do with the enjoyment of it. And uh, I still do a race here and there. I'm doing the Miami Half Marathon at the end of this month just because I'll happen to be in Miami. I don't really travel for races. I just do them if I I happen to be somewhere. So that one just worked out well. So I'll do that and then probably something in the spring. I'm not really sure, but just uh, whatever looks interesting, I do it, but pretty loose. Nothing nothing structured at all. Yeah, I remember you said, like when we talked a year ago or so, maybe it was two years, you said you were thinking about getting into half marathons as as kind of a hobby. Have you you done that or is this... uh... Is this one of the first? Yeah, I did. Um, I did one, I guess, about a year ago. And they're, they're a good distance because, obviously, you don't need to put in, in the type of miles you would for a marathon. You recover more quickly. Uh, but at the same time, you don't really have to do the super intense speed work that you do for a 10K or below. So there's kind of, um, yeah, just kind of a comfortable distance that way. And I find in the morning, if I run for longer than 90 minutes, I start getting tired at kind of midday-ish or uh, early afternoon, and I find it's not as productive. So the amount of training I do now is just just the right amount to complement all the other things that I, I'm interested in doing and, and the work I'm doing and stuff. So, yeah, it just kind of lends itself to half-marathon training. So I will be doing more of those, like this one that I'll be doing at the end of the month. And I don't know how well I'll do. I'm not really too concerned about it, but I'm sure I'll, I'll enjoy it, and uh, we'll see see where that goes if I want to take it more seriously later. Right, I might, but uh, I'm not too, not too set on it. Um, when you mentioned the gym a minute ago, this this brought up a random question that I should have asked earlier, but forgot. Um, what uh, what do you think? Like, what's the difference between nutrition around your your lifting session versus versus a run? The difference as far as fueling goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you are you taking in like more protein to replace broken down muscle, or is it or is it pretty much the same philosophy? Well, for for me, because. My my intent in, in the gym, and probably for you too, is just to build efficiency. So you build strength without building bulk. I don't want to obviously be like a bodybuilder and put on bulk. It's it's all about uh, strength, which leads to efficiency, which, which leads to being a better endurance athlete. So it's really quite similar as far as fueling goes. Have some carbs before, have some protein after. Uh, my gym workouts are no more than an hour, so I never really have anything during. Sometimes sip some hydrator or a bit of water, but that's about it. Um, so, yeah, really the same. Like, obviously, if I was wanting to be a bodybuilder and put on some, some weight, then, you know, things would change a bit. But 
as an endurance athlete in the gym, it's really just feeling the same as you would for for a run of that duration, really. Speaking of bodybuilders, did you see Robert Cheek's article yesterday in New York Times? I did. Yeah, there was that great spread on on yeah vegan bodybuilders, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was um, I, I saw it online, so I saw they had a, a video there too, and profiled one of the guys, and uh-huh. yeah, it was great to see. Yeah, so that leads me to the last question, and I, I was just kind of curious in the in like the literature that came with Thrive Roots Direct. It, it said uh, that that several of these NFL players are, are the first clients. Are you able to, to like name any of those guys? I'm just kind of curious. Sure. Yeah, I've been working most closely with Montel Owens, who he's a pro bowler who plays for Jacksonville. Great guy and uh, very close to vegan. And you know, he was telling me that in the locker room now, he's seeing guys who aren't vegan but they're drinking green drinks after their workout. And he's he just, he said, we've come further in the last three years than we have in the previous 15. And I totally believe him. And he said in the NFL, like, they were, it's so traditional. And it's just like meat and potatoes. But these guys, they're, they're changing. And a lot of the young guys, too. Like Montel is, he's, um, he's been around for a little while longer. He's not, you know, he's not old, but he's, he's certainly not a rookie either. So he's seen a lot happen. And he's seeing these young guys come in and just looking anywhere for an edge. And if it means drinking green juice right after, they're going to do it. So he said there's this whole new mentality um, that think for yourself. It's not follow tradition anymore. And I think that's just amazing. I think it's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be continuing to work together. And also um, a Dallas Cowboy, who I haven't actually spoken with yet, and I don't remember his name, has started using Vega. And, uh, and then... Minnesota Vikings player as well started ordering tri foods direct. Uh, so so these guys are getting going on it. And then once we get to Canada, it'll be great for some NHL players that I'm working with there to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they'll be the first team to kind of test that out, tri foods direct on the road. They're already using the Vegas sports system and uh, and going really well on it. So, I mean, this you know this was, like I was saying before, this is part of my motivation, helping these athletes be able to do it and feel good and obviously these guys are huge role models for a lot of younger kids and and uh i think it's it's just going to be so positive from there if, if they're able to to do this so i want to try and make it easy for them yeah i think that's pretty cool that that it's nfl and nhl because i mean people everyone a lot of times to me says well we know about all the endurance athletes who who are vegan and or plant-based um but you know who, who are the people who are like the the big fast quick you know, like the the best athletes in the world. I mean, who who are they? Like, who who of them are are vegan? So I think it's so cool. Besides the fact that it's just reaching a much bigger audience. I mean, obviously the the ultra running niche is much smaller than the NFL mainstream audience. I mean, it, dramatically. So so you know that's incredible to reach to reach those groups. I think, and a huge step for for this plant based diet movement. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that was my my intention. Like I say, to get it out to these these guys and, and the mainstream guys and. Uh, you know, they've all come to me. Like, I haven't gone to, to any teams or anyone and said, hey, you guys got to try this. Like, they've, they've just covered it on their own. They've either, either read Thrive or they've heard something, and they've given it a go, and they like the results. And then um, and then that's how I learn about it and, and how it is that they're in touch with me. So, yeah, it's, it's we're at a very exciting time right now. People are, are really making that connection between nutrition and performance and specifically plant-based nutrition and any kind of performance, whether it's, like you say, endurance or or these guys who are 300 pounds and, uh, you know, are are very close to being vegan now. Cool. I was going to say, um, 
I don't know if you guys have seen that movie Moneyball, but it's about uh, baseball in the early 2000s, and just they tried to do it as realistic as possible, and they showed that these guys just, I mean, the food that they ate was pretty terrible. Like they had just like unlimited Fruit Loops and things like that. And uh, I think you know a lot is changing with these pro players who just sort of you know ate what was ever, whatever was provided. And um, I heard about uh, there's a guy in the NBA I can't remember his name, but he has a guy that he hires just to buy him candy. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's like this guy's full time job to find him like the candy that he likes, certain exotic candy on the road. And I think it'll be interesting if you know some of these pros. Uh, can get an edge on on this kind of thing, and uh, you know, have an edge against these guys who are you know super talented and and definitely doing well on that, and you know, getting great results on talent and hard work. But maybe in the diet area are kind of digging their own grave. It would be uh, very cool to see. Absolutely, yeah, that's interesting. Is that a documentary? Uh, it's a it's a um, it's a dramatization of of uh, the story of the Oakland A's and how they basically like played the numbers to uh, put together a statistically good team on uh, a low budget. So it's with Brad Pitt. It's a regular movie, but it's completely based on uh, real events. And it was a book first. It was, uh, it was a Michael Lewis book. So, all right. Well, uh, on that note, we will wrap it up. And, uh, Brendan, I know you've mentioned um, the, the coupon code. We'll, we'll definitely put that at the bottom here. Um, and then just so, so people know where to go – to, to find out about Vegas Sport, they go to vegasport.com. Is that the best place? That's it. Yep, vegasport.com. Okay, and then Thrive Foods Direct, where do they go for that? Thrivefoodsdirect.com. Okay, and then um, yep. it's BB1, right? BB and then the number one is the, coup- the code to get 20% off? That's right, yep. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'll put that at the bottom. Um, but just in case anyone's not at the computer, um, that's where you go. All right, so once again, Brendan, thank you so much. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You've always got so much great information. Um, so it's been a pleasure, and uh, looking forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, I really appreciate what you're doing, and uh, great job on on uh, your growth. It's amazing. So many people know about it. So congrats on that, and thanks. Great talking with you, and we'll talk again soon. All right, see you guys later.